Skippy's body twitches, and the sound of his tags jangling on his collar wakes me. I glance at the alarm clock on the hotel nightstand and sigh. It's just past eight in the morning. I've slept a whole ninety minutes. I tighten my hold on Skippy's stout Labrador body, and he whines. Then he turns to me and begins loudly licking my face. He needs to go potty. He spent the past five hours locked in my arms as I soaked his black fur with tears and snot, and he still loves me enough to kiss me when his bladder is ready to burst. More tears come as I realize how I came so close to losing Skippy just five months ago before he was diagnosed as diabetic. It would have been the second time I'd lost a best friend. And by some odd twist of fate, Houston was there with me when Skippy almost died. I hadn't seen Houston in five years, and yet there he was, suddenly and unexpectedly. He was there when Hallie died, and he was there when Skippy almost died. And now, he was there when Liam died. If I didn't know better, I'd wonder if maybe Houston is my unlucky charm. An omen. I'll take them out. Houston's voice is clear, not an ounce of grogginess, as if he's been awake for a while. I look down at Skippy, and his chin is resting on my pillow next to my shoulder, waiting patiently for me to let him out. Then I look at Sparky, Liam's shepherd mix, lying on the chaise in the corner of the bedroom in our master suite at the Four Seasons Hotel. I can take them out, I reply, without turning around to look at Houston. Houston slides out of bed before I can even pry my arms out from underneath Skippy's 70-pound body. The sound of Houston's feet on the hotel carpet prompts Skippy to leap down. Sparky jumps off the chaise and begins stretching his hind legs. I watch silently from the bed as Houston pulls on the same shirt and jeans he was wearing last night. He hooks the dog's leashes on their collars and casts one indecipherable glance in my direction before he leaves. I consider pulling the covers over my head and going back to sleep, but I know better than that. Sleep will not come easy today. When Hallie died, I slept for hours. After Houston and I had sex for the first time later that night, I slept another 12 hours. The day of her funeral, I fell asleep at 7 p.m. My mind seemed unable to cope with reality then. Now, I feel as if I can't escape reality. My mind refuses to shut down, as if Liam's ghost is somewhere near me, haunting me, whispering in a voice I can't hear, but nonetheless refuses to let me rest. This is your fault. I drag myself out of bed, and the same force that weighed me down after Hallie died propels me toward the bathroom. I turn on the hot water and undress. Then I sit down on the marble floor of the shower and wait. I don't know what I'm waiting for. A plane to crash into our hotel. A moment of clarity where all of this suddenly makes sense. Houston to find me and save me. Again. A moment after this thought crosses my mind, Houston enters the bathroom. I want to look up at him and see that beautiful face. Look into his fierce blue eyes and see the strength I know I need. But I don't want him to see me like this, grieving over the man I left him for. He stands there a moment longer, but when I don't look up, he leaves without saying anything. He probably doesn't know what to say. He can't say, I know how you feel, and he probably doesn't even care that Liam is dead. Why should he? 
Almost all he's ever seen of Liam were his worst traits, the jealousy and anger and duplicity. He didn't know that Liam was a good person with a good heart and the worst taste in music. He never saw Liam fall asleep on the sofa with Sparky in the middle of the day. He never heard Liam talk about his older sister as if she were his idol. He never caught Liam taking selfies in a Santa suit. I wash up quickly in the shower and put on the clean outfit I brought with me when we went to pick up Sparky at three in the morning from the house Liam and I shared for the past month and a half, until yesterday. I open the bathroom door, and Houston is sitting on the edge of the bed, leaning forward with his elbows on his thighs as both dogs lie at his feet.